Hey, y'all, and welcome to this episode of the Move Your Body Differently podcast. Today, my friend Amy Connell is on the podcast again, and I am so excited. Today on the podcast, we are reflecting back on Amy's journey. She is knocking on the door of 50, and so we are talking about if she could have a conversation with her younger self in her 20s and 30s, what would she say? What would she do differently in her health and her fitness journey and what she's going to encourage all of us to do as well? And one thing in particular that we talk about is just talking about body size and talking about fighting against our natural body size. And so I am really excited for you to dive into this and see this through the lens of the gospel and how the Lord created our bodies and how he created our bodies good as well. So without further ado, let's head in there and listen together. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never reaching standard of body beauty, and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you, and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Hey there, Fit Family. I have a game changer to share with you today, something that goes beyond the usual, something that will touch your heart and transform your everyday life. I am talking about the Holy Health Marriage Journal created by myself and my husband, Chad Darty. Ladies, let me ask you this. How often do you come across something that not only promises to help you and transform your fitness journey, but also fortify the very foundation of your marriage with a faith? based lens. Well, get ready to meet your new secret weapon. Crafted by myself and my husband, Chad, this journal is not your ordinary fitness guide. It's a roadmap to a wholly healthy marriage. Picture this. Every page is a step towards a stronger, more connected relationship with your partner. And hey, here's a little secret. Chad's expertise with a BA in exercise science and my background in the fitness and health industry ensures your nutrition and fitness goals are in capable hands. Now, I know we're all about empowering women here, so this journal isn't just a purchase. It's an investment in your well-being. It's a promise to yourself and your marriage. So let me ask you, why settle for ordinary when you can have extraordinary? I mean, who wouldn't want a marriage that's not just surviving, but thriving in wellness together? If you're ready for a transformation that goes beyond the surface, you can click the link in the show notes below and make the Holy Health Marriage Journal a part of your journey. Because let's be real, investing in your marriage is one of the smartest things you can do. Don't just listen, but act on it. 
elevate your marriage, and elevate your life. Cheers to the holy health journey you will be going on. Hey, Fit Family, and welcome back to the Move Your Body Differently podcast. I'm excited. Amy Connell is on the podcast again with us today, and she is a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and her first interview went live a week ago, so make sure you go back and listen to that if you have not already. We get the lowdown on who she is, about her family, what she does, how she works with women, and also teenagers, and how she loves to educate women and families on how to live a grace-filled life through fitness, nutrition, sleep, stress, all of the areas. And so, Amy, welcome back to the podcast. And if you want to give a little intro, you are more than welcome to do that too. Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you again. And I will just say part of what you had said in the intro in the last one, which is I'm a personal trainer who wants you to take a day off and a nutrition coach who wants you to enjoy dessert. So I am all about balance and grace and living into whatever God has called you to do. Yes, which is rare to find someone who actually wants you to take a day off. (laughs) (laughs) That means you're a good trainer. Yeah, Uh, that was something that we can discuss that here in a little bit, because I think that that is something that we're going to we're going to chat about. Yes, yes. So today I had Amy come on the podcast because as she talked about in her last episode, she's in her 40s, she is nearing her 50s, and I wanted her to be able to talk to, because a lot of my listeners are young moms or they're in their 30s, maybe a little bit 40s, early 40s, but I wanted you to be able to just share with my audience and community, if you could look back on your fitness life and health life. Uh, You've been in the fitness and nutrition field now for over 20 years. And so if you were to look back and tell yourself some things about, or if you were to do things differently or encourage you to do something in what you know now, obviously hindsight's 2020, right? Right. (laughs) It's always better when we, you know, we can look back and be like, oh yeah, this is what I did wrong. (laughs) And this is how to do it better. But what would you, what's maybe top three? I know that's an ambiguous question very big. So we can just break it down as we go. But um, what do you know now that you wish you you knew as a younger adult or when you were starting your family? Yes. Well, I'll, I'll kind of continue with what we were talking about a second ago. And that is just how important rest and recovery days are to our body. So purely from a mm-hmm. physical standpoint, if we just want to take about take away all the faith, all the mindset, just physiologically, when you exercise, um, particularly when you strength train, but even when you're doing anything else, you are creating these little micro tears. I know you know this, Shayla. Yeah. So you're creating these micro tears. Well, the benefit from the strength training in particular, but the benefit from your work comes in the recovery. What I did was I slam my face against the wall every day as much as I could thinking that more was better. But what Mm. I really wish I would have known was if I could back off just a little bit, then I was going to help my body repair and replenish those muscles, the little micro tears in our muscles, which would make me stronger. And it would support my body holistically because then the muscles are getting what they need so they can repair and grow stronger. And then I'm not, um, you know, your, your body's not kind of cannibalizing your muscle yeah. because it's not getting enough 
energy and all of that. And when I talk about recovery, that can absolutely be gentle movement, uh, Mm. which I can talk some about mobility. I love, love, love that type of movement, but it can be gentle movement like yoga or walking, or I like to say parade pace going like in a, in a bike, Uh not, not race pace, Mm -hmm. but recovery days are so important to just physiologically to our body. So that, that is the number one thing that I wish I would have understood and practiced. Sometimes we Mm -hmm. know things, but we don't always put them into practice and trusting that my, my good body that knows what it needs will recover and be stronger and perform better the next time. So Mm -hmm. that would be number one. Number two is I really wish I would have learned more or understood about the set point theory. Mm -hmm. I grew up as someone born in 1974. I grew up seeing a lot of images on magazines and billboards that were predominantly thin white women. Yeah. And not understanding the diversity that God created in our bodies and and in all ways of our bodies, right? Like mm-hmm. size and um and shape and height and you know, just all of that kind of stuff. The set point theory basically says that your body has a natural weight that it wants to be at and it will fight to maintain that weight. So whether mm-hmm. or not you go down or up, your body's going to kind of want to be within a certain range. And that can change over time, yeah. particularly, you know, as 70% of women going through menopause gain weight. So that's a very natural progression to do that. But I can't tell you, Shayla, how long I fought against the size that my body wanted to be. Hmm. And it was a lot of wasted effort. It was a hmm. lot of wasted time. And it, I just I, like, if I could have just realized that you're going to be like, when you f- put food in your body that is mostly nutritionally, um, you know, high and, and when you move your body and do the things like it's, it's kind of going to naturally shake out to where it wants to be. And if that's not where you want it to be, then that might be an invitation to do a little bit of mindset work around that or work with a counselor or int- intuitive eating diet registered dietitian. But that's something that I yeah. really wish I had understood that I cannot manage my body. You know, in the last episode, we talked about like, that's how this came in. That's where my health and fitness kind of came to play was in my 20s and in college, like wanting to manage the size of my body. Had I realized mm-hmm. that God designed my body to be a a particular size and and just kind of accepted that a little bit easier, I think I would have just taken down the anxiety and the stress level surrounding it and made life a lot better for the people around me because I was mm-hmm. really concerned about making sure that I exercised enough and making and, and not eating well and putting all the shame on me. So just kind of realizing that with that that point theory as well. Yeah. Yeah. And quick question uh, with that, with, with this thinking of the set point theory and with, have you heard the phrase skinny privilege? Yes. Or thin privilege is how I've heard it, but yes. Thin privilege. Yes. Yes. What would you say with the set point theory and thin privilege? Like, how do you not compare if let's say 
you know, your set point, you feel like your set point is, is, you know, maybe larger, even if that doesn't mean huge, you know, like it's just different than the next, the person next to you on both parties. Like, what would you, would you have advice for both or for yourself of like, how do I not compare my body that God created in its unique way to their body who is created in unique, unique way where maybe you were striving for that body, but that's just not where the Lord had you. Boy, that's the million dollar question. (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, it's a great question. It's a great question. And I so wish that I can give a formulaic answer to it. I can tell you that what has happened, what has helped me is the the verse in 2 Corinthians 10, 5 that says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that this is actually a chapter in my in my new book for young women is like, what do I do when that comparison sets in? Because we can compare ourselves to, you know, either either way. So for me, I have to keep and I can't tell you how often this has to happen. I have to keep going back to I'm taking care of myself so I can do what I'm called to do. And I will say too, if I can take that a bit more personal, I believe that God allowed me to go through this internal struggle with wanting to, you know, be thinner and leaner and skinnier and kept me from doing that because he knew that I, he, he knew that I would be in this message and my community mm-hmm. has seen me struggle. That my community has seen my body size go up. What feels significant to me in the last few years, um, mm-hmm. and I'm dealing. I mean, like I, I'm dealing with that. And so I have to keep going back to okay. But Amy, are you putting the foods that God gave us in most of the time? Yes. I mean, also I do. I did have Lay's potato chips last night. So you felt like. Not in a perfect way. Yeah. Yeah. Like not in a perfect way, but are you predominantly putting the foods that he gave us? Mm -hmm. Yes. Are you moving your body? Yes. Are you giving it rest? And like, are you kind of going through the things that he offers us? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then. So then you're good. And it's, it's a, it's a loop sometimes, sometimes more than others, but yeah, that's, that's a tough one, but that is how I have found it to be helpful for me is just constantly going back to, I'm able to do the things that God is wanting me to do. And I'm setting myself up to be able to do them long-term, even if what his, what he's wanting me to do is changing. I can, Mm -hmm. I'm still on the trajectory. Why can't I say this? I'm still on the trajectory Uh of learning to say that word, number one, but also of, of, Mm caring for my body, my, my very good body that God gave me, even if I'm, it doesn't look like it did 15 years ago or 20 years Mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. And while you're saying that, it reminded me of a quote from Elisa Keaton that says, your body is for ability, not vanity. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, being in that, even in the, in the fitness profession, it's very easy to compare yourself to other professionals. And especially with, you know, fitfluencers on Instagram who actually don't have any certifications, but they're just influencing you to buy their product or do what do their workout program. You know, seeing their half naked bodies all the time, even if you don't want to, you're just showing them they're like sponsored ads because, you know, I'm a fitness professional, right? I think it can be so easy to compare and be like, 
well, why doesn't my body look like that? I'm doing better workouts than she is. And I'm doing all the things right. But reminding, like you said, taking those thoughts captive and reminding ourselves of the fact that if our body has the ability to do what we're called to do, then anything further than that is vanity. And that's really, really hard. And even as a 30-something-year-old to remind myself of and to to try to share with others too and other women because it is such a sneaky way that the that Satan has gotten into our minds and gotten into our hearts and it's something that we can usually have control over and that's where some of it comes in and then comparison comes in the other uh, other side of it but he's just used that as this door to not be given everything fully over to him and even if those you know that those vain thoughts or that i want to be a certain size thoughts all of those things are there like that's not of the lord and that's really really it's a big struggle and you know i see i see it all the time with my peers with my community even within myself but that awareness and being able to reflect and and in the moment like you said taking those thought captive and replacing it with the truth of scripture. Um, you know, like Paul says, running the race with endurance. And what's the point of what we're doing? Like you talked about in the in the last episode too, what is your calling? What is your identity? All of these areas. And so what is from a from a fitness perspective, what is something, and you mentioned this briefly, what is something you wish you'd done when you were younger? that could have helped now physically? Yes. By far, my answer would be mobility type workout. Um, these can be... Like the warm-up? Don't skip the warm-up, ladies. Don't skip the warm-up. <laughs> and I now incorporate a lot of mobility into my warm-ups and my cool-downs for sure. So I love that you are encouraging women, like, don't skip the warm-up, especially as you get older. Like, you just, you gotta get, you gotta warm up now. Mobility is, for those of who aren't familiar with it is just a way of moving your body in a full range of motion and moving your joints in all of the different ways that God designed our skeletal system and our muscles to move. So if you think about standing on one leg and taking your knee and making a full circle with your knee or taking your arm, your arm was designed not to only go out and up, but all the way around in a circle. Mm. We would we continually do repetitive motions. Like I'm thinking in particular back to my running days where I was running, you know, I don't know, 25, 30 miles a week. Those repetitive oh. motions only keep our joints moving in particular areas. So mobility is a great way to have that, um, what's called the transverse movement, which is moving kind of from side to side and um, diagonally rather than just in that I mean, you know, these words, frontal plane and sagittal planes, which yeah, are kind of like yeah. forward and back or side to side. So transverse is allowing your body to move. Again, just think about like, think about daily living. And, and I like to go back to, I don't know, we could say biblical times, you know, or just earlier where we were more active in our day-to-day -day lives, just with getting food and storing food and taking care of things in all of the different ways. So mobility is a great way to Get your body moving in different ways, and that will help your connective tissue not kind of bind up um, and not get uh -huh. what's called, you know, like dehydrated in there, even if you're having plenty of water. But it also, yeah. it can elongate your muscles. 
It can, um, it just really helps to prevent injury and it feels so good. I, I Mm -hmm. have a girlfriend who runs a lot and I've pleaded with her, please do this mobility. I have a free mobility workout in your worthy body. It's a video, like go do it. There's no reason not to do it. And she finally did it. And then she said, Amy, I have never felt like this. And because it's just moving, Mm -hmm. it's just, so I wish I would have done that when I was younger, because that would have prevented the injuries. It would have helped prevent some of the plantar fasciitis and the back and the bursitis and the hip and all of these things that I got from just doing the overusing my muscles in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's super easy to want to skip the warm up because you want to get the workout done and you've got other things to do or skip the cool down. Uh, but it is so highly important for longevity, like you were saying, of health and and trying to avoid some of those, some of them you can't avoid, but trying to avoid some of those issues that could come later on if you had done mobility, like, you know, earlier in life. Yeah. And it goes back to that re- that recovery too. Like you can do mobility as a yeah. recovery for sure. But just changing the mindset that we have that not every workout has to be slamming your face against the wall. Yeah. 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 And speaking of that, this is not a question that we talked about, but thinking about, you know, reflecting back and where you are now, thinking about the all or nothing mentality of like you were just saying, like going all in, going hard on these workouts as much. I think you mentioned earlier, like doing as much as possible to get the results, whether it's five, six, even some some people seven days a week, uh, not giving their body rest. How where from where you are now looking back? How would you have talked to yourself to try to get you out of the all or nothing mentality and celebrate the little things? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I I think I was always in all. <laughs> there yeah. was there was no Most nothing. People are. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I think I think I would encourage myself to think about you know number one, like what do you want life to look like later. And so, okay, well, I want to go, I want to be able to hike a lot. I want to be able to move around with grandkids, which, you know, when you're in your early thirties can, that's a long ways away. Like that, that feels like a long time away from there, but then going back to, okay, well, what are we doing now? So much so that you're hurting. Like if you are Mm -hmm. running so much that you have to come back and soak your feet in ice water. When you're done, hand raised over here. I mean, I, th- I've done that. That might be an indication that your body is having a bit too much. And I get like having right. goals. I get, you know, there's wonderful things that happen, you know, when you cross the line of a half marathon or, or marathon or something like that. So I get that and having temporary things. But I think I would talk about like just kind of stair stepping into, well, what are we doing now? What's causing this? Well, what's going to happen if you keep doing this? Well, I'm probably going to, it's probably going to hurt even more. Okay. So then if you hurt even more then what's going to happen, well, I'm probably going to get injured. Okay. So when you're injured, then what can you do? And so just helping kind of see the progression of what my actions were then to help hopefully change the mindset again of, of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Because again, that mindset change, I mean, that, that's what has really been so um, transformative to me is changing the mindset of why I take care of myself 
Because if it's all for vanity's sake, it will never end. If it's all mm. look a certain way, that is a never ending, never winning race. That I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to compete in that now. And I did earlier mm. and I, I kind of wish I would have understood what, what participating in that race meant for me and my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It, it's very defeating. It is. You know, like, especially. Yeah, it yeah. is. And I feel like just with the, with that all or nothing mentality, a lot of women are all, all, all the time. But it's particular things, not necessarily always fitness, It you know, but with even with fitness, it's like I have to be I have to do like you were mentioning earlier, X, Y, Z to get to this goal. But I have to do all of these things and I need to do them all at one time. And then that's going to help me get there because it's really satisfying because then we get there and we see the result. But then we like press pause because it's overwhelming or defeating because it's like I can't run at this pace. Like this pace is not you know, sustainable for me or my life. And then it's like we pause and that also gets into the yo-yo cycle of diet and fitness and all of those things. And um, just being able to even have your perspective of like remind, like keep playing the scenario out. Like I love that of. Just keep asking yourself, okay, if I keep running at this pace, where is it going to leave me in three months? Where is it going to leave me in a year? Where is it going to leave me with my family? Where, if I get injured, you know, what is going to happen? What is it, you know, keep in and even visionary wise, like keep progressing until you're, you have grandkids. Keep asking these questions and seeing, is that really worth it to, to try to do all of those things and then stop or just try to maintain that pace the whole time and which you can't you just can't do it we weren't meant to but just such a a great a great question to ask is well what happens Mm -hmm. what happens next yeah you know because I think that secondary question is okay so if you get to where you think you're wanting to go how do you know you're going to be content because if you're putting your hope And if you're putting your expectations of happiness in the culture of the world, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but you're probably not going to find joy at the end and contentedness because we're, we're having that metric outside of where God wants us and where he is putting us. And also like, well, then what happens when like, when I cross the finish line and there's nothing wrong with racing, like go for it. If you like to do it, just make sure that right. your heart is there. So I don't want to be like condemning any kind of right, you know, right. marathons or half marathons. CrossFit competition. Right. Yeah. Right. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun and community that can come in that oh, kind of God. stuff. However, well, the first thing that I would do is I would look at my time and I would look at where did I place in comparison to mm other people or in comparison to where I had in the past. And then we get in that caught in that trap as well, that comparison. So I think just yeah. being really confident and just in knowing that you're doing what you need to do for your unique and original body. I have a girlfriend who is like the energizer buddy. I mean, she just, she never stops. And my son was complaining about a friend of his. He was like, I don't know what the deal is. He has so much more energy than I do. And he was kind of having the same lamenting that I was having about my girlfriend. I said, honey, we're, we're just made differently. Like that's just their pace and they can do that. I can't, I need sleep. 
I need some downtime and he does too. And so just realizing that, okay, well, God made our bodies just differently. And that's just how it goes sometimes. Yes. Yes. My husband is an energizer bunny. And so (laughs) I completely relate to that. And as you said, lament, because I am, I can be, but I need time to recover and rest well to be able to then have that energy to keep going. And so exactly it's, it's a real thing. Some people are just made with that kind of energy. That is the most common question in ministry I get from parents and students is, is he the same way at home? And I'm like, yes, yes, he is. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Totally. Same man. Is there, is there anything that you've learned from having your podcast? First of all, talk about how long you've had your podcast, but then is there anything you've learned from, from guests that you've had on your podcast that you wish you would have known before too? Yes. So the Grace Health podcast has been around since October, 2019. So right at yeah, oh, four, years. four years now. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I have over 300 episodes and I, it is such a privilege to have this. I have to tell you, like this fills me up so much because I get to connect with other people mm-hmm. who are at least on the same like eight line highway, eight lane highway that I'm on. Like we're not, they're not yeah. all physical conversations, but they're all surrounding taking care of our physical, mental, and spiritual health. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten a chance to learn a lot of different things in general about taking care of ourselves. And I think the biggest learning point that I have had is how connected our brains and our bodies are. Mm, I yeah. used to coach, like people would come in and I'd point at that door and I'd say, I want you leaving your problems outside of that door. You are here today. I want you working hard. You're here. Enjoy it. And it was all done with such good intent. Yeah. However, it didn't leave space for my client who had recently lost her son to take mm. it down a notch. It didn't leave space for the client who had been up late arguing with her spouse. It didn't yeah. leave space for the new mom who had been up for several hours with her baby. And our bodies physically change with that. Our connective tissue goes from the top of our head to the bottom of our toes. And it's like this super highway inside of our body. And I, and we store stress so much and that can manifest in a lot of different ways. And we can help that through our exercise. We can sometimes hurt that by over-exercising. And I, that's been probably my, the biggest thing that I have been able to learn and incorporate is just how connected our mental health and our physical health is and the importance of taking care of both, not just focusing Mm -hmm. on, um, on one over the other, particularly physical health over mental health. Like if you're a mess on the inside in your head, that's going to come out in your body in one way or another. Yes, that is the biggest thing. I think in the last year that I have been learning is just how, I mean, it's called a workout, right? <laughs> but let's just be real. It didn't actually dawn on me until like last year of, wow, no, I'm like working out these problems and like I'm moving this energy, you know, negative or positive, like trying to move it out of my body, my mind by physically doing a workout. And I think that makes such a difference when you 
when you begin to incorporate all of it, all, it all goes together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. It really does. I mean, it's, it, it's just a learning process, too. And it takes some time and to pay attention to your body, what your body's trying to tell you. I mean, your body, your body has so many ways of communicating with you. And I am still on a learning curve of that. I mean, I always felt I was like, I'm too with my body. Are you kidding me? I've been moving forever. But now realizing, oh, Amy, when you're stressed, your chest gets really tight. And mm -hmm. your sleep is impacted, which that's probably another thing that I've learned on my podcast is just the importance of sleep. And I've, I've always been like, I like to sleep. I've always liked to sleep, but how important that mm -hmm. downtime is, is, and then just as another side note to like, just the importance of eating a variety of plants, like, which PS, yeah. God tells us in Genesis, I don't know why it took me so long to figure that out. Like, I give you every seed bearing plant. They are yours to eat for food. But a variety of plants, mm -hmm. all conversations, it feels like, and whether it's physical health, it's gut health, brain health, um, cognition, it all goes back to eating a wide variety of plants. So those are kind of two little add-ons yeah. too, as well as the mind-body connection. Yeah, yeah. And so closing out, what, so you've written a book for teen girls. We've talked about that a little bit on the previous episode, but why, why? And I know you mentioned moms were wanting something to do with their daughters and kind of connect with them on that level, but um, why specifically that age group and where do you feel like this will go for them? Where do you feel like it will, what do you feel like it will do for them differently than, than what they've had? in the past, which is nothing. <laughs> I don't know if there's really any, any, well, I mean, there's probably a few, but probably not either faith-based or from your perspective of being gentle with your body and, and grace filled with your body. But tell us a little bit more about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, you're right. I have not seen a lot of faith-based, um, holistically health focused books for young women. So I have taught teen fitness classes for the last five years during the summer. And I would bring these young women in and we would do workouts. And then at the end, I would uh, just do a very simple nutrition lesson, like drink your water or these are carbs, these are proteins, these are, I mean, like very, very, very basic stuff. And they seem to really like it. And I see girls, particularly like once they're entering that high school age, I see them going to the gym and as the personal trainer and the educator in me, I'm like, oh, I, what are you doing at the gym? Because if you're just going there and doing bicep curls, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But let's think about this from a more holistic purpose, you know, a, a more holistic way. Mm -hmm. And again, I just heard mom saying, I need something like this for my daughter. And the other thing that's mm -hmm. happening is you can go on TikTok or you can go on Instagram and get all kinds of information in 60 seconds or less that is very fast moving, quick paced, and not always factual. It's not always mm -hmm. science backed. It's like you said, what are they trying to teach or what are they trying to sell you? And I wanted to come in just as like, here is something to help you. Like my friends know that I'm the go-to or they use me as the go-to person for like, my daughter's having a really hard time sleeping. What can I do? My daughter is, you know, 
trying to figure out how to strength train, which, you know, what can I tell her? So I really wanted it to be a resource manual. I mean, it's a guide of, of taking mm-hmm. care of yourself with the mindset shift that we've talked about today, not yeah. so much of just looking at, you know, trying to get those six pack abs, which I tried for a really long time to get those and never came because that's just mm-hmm. not the body God gave me. So yeah, mm-hmm. I just really wanted it to be something that they could put in their bag and they could reference or when their friends are talking about like, oh, I can't have carbs because they'll make me fat, that they can pull this book out and say, actually, no, this is this is what carbs, these are the benefits that carbs are for you. And yeah. yeah. And well, no, sugar is really bad for you. Okay, well, let's talk about sugar a little bit. And so kind of give them some tools and resources so they can help guide their friends as well. And also just for them to have like, have truth and have some love and gentleness and guidance over them in their uniquely designed divine bodies that God made them to be. And so there's no expectation of perfection. It's just an encouragement of empowerment and taking care of themselves in the way that God designed them to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, it's, I, of course, fitness, I'm in the fitness realm, you know, and I get questions on my Instagram from teen girls, especially because my husband is in student ministry. And so they'll see my Instagram, follow me. And I'm not, it's not just super personal. Sometimes I'll post personal things, but it's mostly all fitness and nutrition, you know, things. And I just remember several years ago getting a request or a message asking what they could do to basically spot train their abs. And I mean, this girl was like 17, like 16, 17. And like, she was super self-conscious about going to the beach because we lived close to the beach at the time. And I mean, we still do now, but just different area of Florida. But it was just one of those things where my heart was just broken because in, I didn't know I, there wasn't a resource like this where I could turn them to, you know, and I had talked about, you know, with a friend of mine, like, do they need this? Like, is this a thing? And they were like, they just think you're really cool because you do fitness. So they're going to ask you all these questions, you know, and you just do what the Lord, you know, calls you to do. But it was one of those things where it was like, what do I even say? You know, there's a lot. That's like that one question. It's like, well, first of all, you can't spot train. Yeah. (laughs) Second of all, like you don't need six pack abs. Third of all, why don't you feel comfortable in a bathing suit? Fourth of all, are you feeling pressure? You know, it's like this whole conglomerate of of root issues it could be coming from or stemming from or it could just genuinely be comparison of well my friend has it and she does gymnastics you know and but I don't do gymnastics and so I just want to have the body like she has because she looks really good and all the boys pay attention to her you know it could be as simple as that but then it could also be as deep as having you know some heart issues and you know like looking at yourself or having disordered eating or all of these things. And it's, I feel like it's so needed and I see it. I see it because we're in it, you know, that's why it's so crazy. That is such a hard question to unpack. And it sounds like your messaging was spot on. And I think the other thing too, that we have to remember is there also may have been comments that were made where they thought that it was helpful, that were really hurtful by people they cared about. Maybe this person, I mean, I'm just making up a story now, but maybe this person really never thought much about her abs until someone made some offhand comment about sucking your stomach 
or you have a muffin top in those jeans. And then all of a sudden we're focused mm-hmm. on that. And so the, it could, those are the things too, that um, the word that are said, I, just a little three second comment can be with us for 30 years. If, if we're not attuned to that and we don't quickly process that either on our own or with the help of a counselor. And that's one reason why I wrote a parent's mm-hmm. guide to go with it. Cause I want them to know what their daughter's reading and I want the, I want them to be able to sep- support them. And it might mean right. some changes in parenting as well. You know, if you've got young yeah. daughters. So th- I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish I could say I confidently answered every single question that these girls have. And I don't, bec- I, I, I couldn't, but I, my hope is it's a foundation for them to, to change the way they think about taking mm-hmm. care of themselves. And it cracks the external fakeness, for lack of a better word, that we often mm-hmm. get in our worldly culture. And it helps them to see, the again, just the foundation of why they're taking care of themselves. Because for me, that's that's what I have to keep going back to. Um, and I guide them through some of that and get, kind of give them some talking points and reframing. But it's it's hard. It is so hard. And young women today, in my opinion, it's infinitely more difficult with the comparison and even just getting the confusing stuff um, because yeah. of Instagram. I pick a lot. I pick on TikTok and Instagram a lot. But I, I mean, there's some good things for it as well. And I'm on it. So right. But it's hard. It's mm-hmm. so hard. And so if you're walking through that right now, I just want to say my heart is with you. And I'm so sorry that there is so many difficult things to navigate right now. And I do hope that your core strength can help be a tool and a resource in a challenging time. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited for it to come out in February. And I cannot wait to uh, let everyone know, the listeners know when it comes out then too. But is there anything else? Well, actually, as we're ending, go ahead and let them know where they can find you again. And then if you have any final words, or if you want to say anything else, um, I will, once you're done, I will, I will end us out. Awesome. Yes. Well, if they are interested in learning more about your core strength, um, they can go to gracedhealth.com, which is my website, and then slash your dash core dash strength dash launch, L-A-U-N-C-H. I know that's a lot. Um, But when they do that, they can also get the introduction and chapter one just as a like, okay, what is this about? Um, To kind of see what it is. So um. I thought about that when you were talking and then I didn't hear the rest. I'm so sorry. But connect over anywhere. I'm gracedhealth.com. I'm gracedhealth on Instagram. Um, my name is Amy. You can call me Grace if you want. But uh, but yeah, that's 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 where to. That's your dog's name. Yes, it is my dog's name. Yes. <laughs> so I hope that answers your questions. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I will have all those in the show notes below. So if you want to get a copy, I know some of our listeners are moms of teen girls, young teen girls. And so love for you to go ahead and get just download those couple of pages and see what it's about and hopefully pre-order that will there be pre-order available for it that's a great question Shayla I am hoping to so I self-publish this which makes it a a little bit more tricky but I believe that there will be pre-ordering and my hope is to have a pre-order bonus and I, but I can't commit to what that is yet. But in my mind, you know, I, I create a lot of things. I'm also a visionary. So like I, I create things in my mind and then 
whether or not I can execute that or not. But yes, there. I hope that there is a pre-order and okay. I'll let you know more. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I will definitely, I'll make sure on my social media whenever, if I see a pre-order available or even when it just comes available, I'll make sure to share that so everybody knows that it's available. But thank you so much, Amy, for coming on the podcast today and just talking to your former self and the things you wish you knew within your fitness and your health. It's, I know, so beneficial for me and I know it will be so beneficial for my listeners too. And just reminding us that what we're doing right now is so that we can fulfill the calling the Lord has. And it's a good thing to take care of our bodies and to feed it well and all the plants, like you were saying, you know, to nutritionally fuel ourselves well, but to make sure that we always come back to it's for the ability of doing the calling the Lord has for us and reminding us of that. And so thank you so much for being on the podcast and I can't wait for everyone to get to know you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, Fit Fam! it's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly want to see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable, and I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.